audience. How we doing? I want to start out by saying thank you, muchas gracias, merci beaucoup, and I me to every anyone and everyone who's already commented, liked, or subscribed to the podcast on different platforms. I haven't taken a second to thank you guys in a while, and uh, I recently took a look at sort of looked myself up, looked up the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and saw a one a five star rating there by one person, and I was really simply touched um that made my day so i really appreciate it whoever you were just know that i really appreciate you if you haven't read the podcast or subscribe or like or share go ahead and do that i would truly appreciate you and it will make such a difference i recently checked our stats and we are getting closer and closer to a thousand downloads i can't wait let's get into the question of the day True or false? You need an a bachelor's degree to become an ABA therapist. The answer will be at the end of the episode. Let's do it. Hey y'all, I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Boulevard. This is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare and our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Sena Kakpomo and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. We are excited and I by we and Nina have a guest with you with me tonight. And we are going to be chatting and talking about everything about her and her profession. Um, let me welcome her in. Emily, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself professionally and otherwise. Sure. Um, my name's Emily. I actually, I majored in music at ASU, but I'm currently working as a behavior therapist at INSEPS. And I work with special needs kids one-on-one in their homes. Wow, you major in music. Yeah. That's It's very totally different. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of music majors will do something other than music for the profession. Uh-huh. I am still trying in the long run to do opera. But um, that's why I chose to go into behavior therapy and mm. being an ABA therapist because uh it's really, it sounded way more fun than getting a regular office job. Mm-hmm. That's one reason. But also right. I have experience with kids with special needs. Okay. And I thought, why not? You know? right. And I've really enjoyed it since starting. Yeah. That's amazing. So you started just, you started a few months ago. Is that correct? Yeah. Over the summer. Over the summer. How have you, how did you, what was your journey like educational journey wise? So you, we know you major in music. As yeah. an ABA therapist, is that a master's degree or a bachelor's degree? So to be an ABA therapist, also mm-hmm. called a registered behavior technician, mm-hmm. I'm not certified yet, so I'm called a behavior therapist. Okay. Um, depending on the insurance, sometimes they require you to be certified, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that you have to pass a test. Right. Um, but I got a lot of on-the-job training, so it's not, I don't feel like it's that big of a difference the mm-hmm. more important thing is have you got the training and the support behind you right um but to be an ABA therapist the only requirement 
you need is to be a graduate of high school and 18 years old. Really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. They're, um, I work under a supervisor. Um, they're called a BCBA, a board certified behavior analyst, okay. and that's a master's degree. So what they do is they create the treatment plan for the kids or adults we're, we're working with, and then I implement it. Okay. I kind of see it as like a doctor and a nurse type of thing where mm-hmm. the doctor does all of the really sophisticated stuff and the nurses, what they do is so important as well, but they do the things that the doctor is too busy to do. Right. Interesting. Okay. So just for our listeners and, and myself to be on totally honest, ABA stands for what? Um, applied behavior analysis. Perfect. Um, so what are you helping these children with? Yeah, uh, what's really cool is that it's so it's um, sorry, it's one on one. So it's really mm-hmm. individualized for all the kids. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my, I work with a two year old. I've worked with a 10 year old. So it's it's all over the place. And the goals are for each individual child. But it is called behavior therapy. So uh, we we work on a lot of social skills, communication skills, uh, daily living skills, mm-hmm. play skills. That's kind of falls under the social skills, safety skills. So there's a lot of different things that they could target based on where the kid needs help with or the child needs help with. Okay. And what are some of the diagnoses <clears throat> that you are working with that the children have? Um, all the kids I work with are diagnosed with autism, but okay. Um, sometimes it could it could just be ADHD or Down syndrome even mm-hmm. mm. and what are what are like some of the length of time they're using your care or <laughs> you know, is it months is it years just depends um, it, yeah it literally just depends everyone learns at their own pace and everyone has different goals mm-hmm. so what I've seen a lot is it's usually more towards the years side versus the month side okay all right I see so um as as they are in your care and you're helping you know them with different Mm -hmm. skills what are your interaction with their parents like yeah um that's actually a really big part of the job which Mm -hmm. I like it comes with its own challenges but it's also really helpful as well so because it's in their home um we need an adult over the age of 18 to be there and preferably it would be their parents so that we could communicate with the parents and um, kind of show them what we're doing and also have them involved in the treatment. So an example would be uh, for potty training, that is something we help with. And we usually like to have the parents there while we, we potty train so that they're very involved and they um, see what we're doing and there's no confusion. Or another option would be uh like pointing to an object to request it that's a goal and we'd Mm -hmm. want to show the parent this is like how we're doing it like this is the process of what where we are with that and this is what you can do on your own time to help Mm -hmm. the child progress in their goal faster Mm -hmm. um and what's your favorite part of your job Uh, honestly it's the kids um I do like working with kids I have taught a group of kids before in a different setting um I used to teach music lessons and if there's a group of kids, I can't handle it, especially if they're young, mm-hmm. but one, one is really nice. And um, 
also because I spend so much time with the kids, you develop a really close relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that would say those. And also the parents, I do make some good relationships with the parents and it's nice to have another adult sometimes around to, um, to talk with. Right, right. That's totally fair. And what are some challenges you faced? <clears throat> um, so challenges is sometimes uh, parents are sometimes a little bit in denial about their child's diagnosis, which isn't a huge deal. It's just, it's kind of, and then also a lot of times they will ask like, what do you think of my, um, of my child? Like, will he be okay? Uh, how long will he need services? Like, what kinds of struggles do you think he's going to have going on? Or right. do you think we can reverse the diagnosis? And all these questions I can't answer because right. I have no idea to right. any of them. Right. So I have to kind of say something to yeah. be like, I could, yeah. So if they say like, oh man, like, I hope he's going to be okay. Or like, I really hope we can um, reverse the diagnosis even. Or I'm, I'm just like, well, you know what? It's really good to getting services this young. Mm. And it's really good that he has a parent like you that's so attentive. So I kind of just say, and I'm, and I say, you know, early intervention has been shown to be very effective. So we're doing everything we can and mm. he's doing, he's doing great during sessions. So stuff like that. Cause I can't right. like, cause honestly, like, I don't know. Right. Right. No, that's, that's fair. Yeah. And also whenever I get a question, I don't think I can answer. I just say, you should ask the supervisor. I'll like, I'll, or I'll ask the supervisor, I'll tell you what they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that kind of takes the pressure off of me as well. Right, right. Um, and also prevents you from like giving information that is incorrect or is not. Yeah. Right, you know? um, and of course, then you don't want to give them like false hope in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a very tough uh, situation to be in as a parent overall. So I'm, I'm glad oh, that yeah. you guys are there to help them through the process. Um, so how do you then become like, what are the requirements to become an ABA therapist? Sure. So, um, well, my journey to becoming one is I filled out a bunch of applications and I got some interviews. So once this company, um, decided to accept me on, I went through two weeks of online training mm-hmm. and then I have in-person training for another f- few weeks. Okay. And that's where usually a therapist um, it's been over Zoom during the pandemic, but they do go in person as well. And they're just tattooing you and telling you, like, here's what you should do, or um, you should do this, or you should not do that. And and so so that's kind of at the beginning. And then that kind of continues as you go on. Right. They just slowly fade that out. So I'd say there's a lot of on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, there's a test you have to take that's 100 questions, multiple choice. And I think there's an assessment in-person assessment and that's how you get certified but all the kids I work with their insurances don't require the therapist to be certified Mm. which is interesting so Mm. I haven't been certified yet but I think I'm still in that process okay um so so it seems so your process that you went through is it is it then dependent on the company that you're working with in terms of how Mm. how long do you yes okay yeah uh, I so yeah to, to get RBT certified to become a registered behavior technician. The mm-hmm. requirements, the minimum requirements are 40 hours of training and passing a multiple choice tests and assessment. Okay. And then companies, will, if they're good companies, will usually add on extra requirements or add on extra hours of training, whether mm-hmm. it be on the job training or not, to kind mm-hmm. of uh, 
make you even more competent in your job. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, is there any benefit, added benefit to getting the license, even though it's not required? Uh, I think, well, first, uh, well, it means you can work for anyone, mm -hmm. no matter their insurance. Right. And then also, I think I would get paid a little bit more if I was certified. Okay. Okay. And I think, yeah, it just depends on the company, but. Mm -hmm. And what's a, what's a average day like for you? Yeah. Um, what's, I, I really like this job because um, you kind of get to, you can, you can submit what hours you're available and not available. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. So every day I work with the same patient in the morning, I get there around nine o'clock and I leave at 1130. And then twice a week, I have a patient I work with in the afternoon. I'm kind of in between clients. So I recently had a different client, but uh, our schedules got switched. So I will be taking on another client in the future. Uh, but that's where I am right now, as of right now, is uh, I only have two clients. Okay. Um, and then you essentially already answered this, but just to get a clear cut, how would you describe your profession to somebody who's never heard of it? Sure. Uh, so I help special needs kids. Usually they're, they're children, but they could be adults with individual goals that they have usually related to behavior, like social skills, communication skills, daily living skills, etc. Okay. Um, and how do you, how is work-life balance for an ABA therapist? So uh, at one time I was working 35 hours and it's fine. Uh, I just had other things going on too. So that was a little stressful. And then mm -hmm. I requested uh, to get a session canceled. So the company I work for is very accommodating with schedule changes and schedule requirements. Mm -hmm. uh, just because it's so important to keep the therapists on because it takes a lot to train a new therapist, especially mm -hmm. with, uh, yeah. Um, so you don't want to have a high turnover rate because it just makes everything slow down right and then it also is very disruptive for the client um because it usually takes a few weeks to find them a new therapist that works with their schedule mm -hmm. and then that that disrupts treatment for a few weeks and then it's kind of it regresses a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so schedule balances um so my schedule balance uh I do drive 20 miles every morning to work Mm -hmm. which at first I thought was a lot, but now I'm used to it. And it's mm -hmm. fine because I listen to podcasts and audiobooks in the car. So it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, what's nice is I do get paid for the drive in between clients. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the time and in the mileage. So that's nice. And the way they kind of worked it out, sometimes I get paid for the drive home as well. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so it's just uh, mostly the going there and coming back. Um, that is beneficial, especially oh. since you're driving. So are you usually seeing the patients in their homes? Yeah. yeah. Another thing is a lot of times, especially if it's an, an older kid, you'll probably see them in the afternoon. So it is helpful to be willing to work evenings and afternoons mm -hmm. as well. 
Right. I work with the two-year-old in the morning, so he doesn't have school. So that's why I see him in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, some kids do have services in school, like where they go to school. Mm-hmm. I could go with them if the school allows it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it, it is in the homes a lot of the times, I think. But, you know, um, one of the kids I work with is going to start daycare and I'm planning to go to daycare with the patient for mm-hmm. one of the days that he's there. Right. That's quite interesting. Um, so going back a little bit to your journey here, how did you hear about ABA therapies and what draw your attention to it? Yeah. Uh, so I'll try to make it quick, but <laughs> I, um, okay. So I moved back home during the pandemic. I thought, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but in case I get sick or I have to quarantine at home, I'm just going to, I'll go home and hang out and hang out there until this pandemic is over. Well, I'm still here, but the pandemic <laughs> is still not over. Right. Right. Okay. But yeah. So that, that was March, 2020. And uh, I was still going to school at that point, and it came out to the summer when I, I heard that AOC was not going to open back up for in-person classes in the fall, or mm-hmm. I think they were going to open up, but they were still going to have uh, the courses available online. So I decided to just do that. So I, I decided to get a job since I was going to be here, mm-hmm. and I got a job teaching music lessons, but I wanted to do... Uh, other things too so my mom went on the nap sorry on the app not nap <laughs> next door uh-huh. and uh, there was a family that was interested in music lessons for their kid but but also um their child has autism and they wanted to do aba services but they worked so no one could be home during the services so mm-hmm. they needed an adult over 18 t- to be present during those so uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I started. So I was there from July through the next July, so a whole year. And in, in July and August, it was just when the therapists were there. But then uh, in August, when school started, I was there all day because he did her whole school day online. So wow. I was there okay. from like from Monday to Friday for like th- 35 hours a week, like from eight to three. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, yeah. So, so I worked with ABA therapists when they were there. Okay. And um, I got to know them pretty well because they, they were there every day. And um, I was, I came to the end of the year and I was like, I don't know what to do next year. I'm thinking about becoming a teacher's aide. And then one of them said that you should be an ABA therapist because you can get paid more probably. And um, I like it, I enjoy it. So hmm. I thought that's not a bad idea. And that's how I started to kind of explore what the options were for that. Right. It's a little bit of a long story. You know, that's, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's, it's one of those pandemic affiliated stories. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Where you're like, well, you know, I'll just be here for a few months till the pandemic is over. Then I'll go back to normal. Yeah. And two years later, you're like, well, I guess this is the new normal. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, but um so have you heard of ABA therapy before this or no no I don't think so wow uh my mom my mom is a special education teacher so I I grew up going to her her class sometimes um to say hi and so Mm -hmm. I was familiar with like special needs kids but I didn't know ABA therapy 
existed. Mm-hmm. I asked my mom about it, and she says, like, she knew what it was because she had some ABA therapists come in her class this one time. Right. But I didn't, um, I hadn't heard about it at that point. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, and then what is, what are some of the, some of the leadership opportunities or growth opportunity for an ABA therapist? Yeah. Um, well, the BCBA is the, ma- is the main one. They're mm-hmm. uh, a board certified behavior analyst. Uh, that requires a master's degree. And there's some other requirements I'm not completely sure about. I could look that up. But um, like a thousand hours of supervision and probably a test you have to pass. And maybe some other things I'm not that I'm not aware of, but that requires a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I am not personally planning to do that because I, I don't want to get a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's an option. And the other option, I think, really varies by company. And that would be like um, my company does a peer mentor program where you can become a peer mentor, where you supervise other therapists that are starting out and then you could help them and give them advice and uh, tips and tricks, tips and tricks of the job. <laughs> so tips and tips, tips mm-hmm. and tricks, tips and tips. <laughs> tips, and tips. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's pretty there's cool. more. I'm sure I'm just, um, those are the main ones I can think of. Right. Right. Um, and for you specifically, what, what, what are your future as- aspirations professionally? So my main one is I want to do opera. That's mm-hmm. like my main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am enjoying this job. So I plan to stay with ABA therapy for at least a few more years until I can do opera and then we'll see how that goes and if that doesn't work out very well I can always come back to it or do something similar Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think it is a good job for people who maybe don't know what they want to do yet Mm -hmm. but they like kids maybe kids with special needs right a lot of um college-aged adults will will do it as well especially if they're studying something related like psychology or early child development, because mm-hmm. it's, it's related and uh, it's, it's a good college job as well. Cause you can tweak your hours to, um, to fit your schedule. Right. Right. What do you oh, do sure. for fun? Well, I sing opera. That's sometimes fun. My, uh-huh. my singing teacher is very hard on me. So sometimes it's not so fun, but <laughs> that's okay. That's what I pay for what I pay him for uh-huh. don't pay him to be nice to me right. <laughs> but um so besides opera I also like to read watch Netflix play mm-hmm. with friends uh exercise play volleyball mm. go on hikes um okay. I have dogs so they're pretty fun too uh-huh and last question what would you advise I would definitely check out the company pretty well before you get started because some companies do it a lot better than other companies mm-hmm. kind of like if you could choose your own teacher you'd you'd want to find out if that t- teacher is good at what they do right because uh, with with ABA therapy especially in the San Diego area where I am there's a lot of options so mm-hmm. if you don't like one company you can go with a different company and, and work for them I really like the company I work with because they try really hard to do it 
the right way and make sure that the kid actually enjoys when the therapist comes over. I would say that I did have some reservations about going into ABA because mm-hmm. I've heard some some mixed reviews on the profession. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of autistic people that went through ABA as a kid and said, I hated it. Uh, I felt like they were trying to change who I was and trying to make me not autistic. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I was deciding like, do I really want to do this? And I really changed my mind with the company I'm working for. There were some companies I came across where it did kind of feel like the older way of, okay, we're going to train you to, to be this certain way, mm-hmm. but it feels a lot more child-led and it's more in the play therapy. So we try really hard to make sure that the kids like when we come over and that we're not being too hard on them and that we're not punishing them for being who they are. Right. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. I kind of related because I have a stutter. And when I was going to school growing up, I got pulled out of class to go to speech therapy. Mm-hmm. And they would just train me the whole time how to not stutter, like mm. how to mask it. And I think that's something that autistic kids can relate to as well, because they're mm-hmm. trained a lot on how to like hide their natural tendencies mm-hmm. of like what it looks like or feels like to be autistic. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to, to feel like something's wrong with them. I just want to give them the skills that if they feel like in a certain situation, if they want to uh, act a certain way that they can choose like how much they show. Right. Like right. for me, I, I stutter. It's my life is easier when I don't stutter. That's just how it is. It's just, it kind of sucks that that's how it is, but it mm-hmm. is the way it is. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that I can control my stutter a lot better now, but I am trying to also accept myself that if I am stuttering and it's in an environment where I feel comfortable that I could just do that and make people wait <laughs> for right. a second so I can get what I want to say out. Thank you so much. If you don't have anything to add, that's about all I have. Uh, I just wanted to chat about uh, the profession. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time on this beautiful Friday night. If I can add one more quick thing, just that, um, even if whoever's listening is not interested in becoming an ABA therapist, autism is very common so it's it's worth learning more about what autism is and I'm sure you probably know someone who's autistic uh because there's like it's Mm -hmm. a whole spectrum of people that you might not know and people that you can definitely tell yeah so um in any healthcare field it's probably um useful to get to know about the diagnosis and what it looks like and what you can do as a healthcare professional to better serve the community thank you so much again have a beautiful weekend and uh yeah now you're a guardian <laughs> oh yeah awesome thank you for having me again i appreciate the invitation of course of course um all right you have a beautiful one all right thank you bye bye okay she's back the answer is false you do not need a bachelor's degree to become an aba therapist thank you all and have a blessed day bye all right that's all i have for you today thank you again for joining me i appreciate you please subscribe follow like comment and share and uh stay blessed bye